Welcome to Goodfellow Podcasts. This episode is kindly supported by the New Zealand Ministry of Health. I'm Dr. Louise Kugler, and today I have the pleasure of talking to Dr. Massimo Giola about congenital syphilis in New Zealand and screening for syphilis in early pregnancy. This is episode two of a two-part series about syphilis in New Zealand. Massimo is a general physician working at the Bay of Plenty DHB. He has specialist training in infectious disease medicine, as well as sexual health medicine. Welcome, Massimo. Hello. Pleasure talking to you again about syphilis. Thank you for being here. So congenital syphilis, why do we need to talk about this today? Well, we need to discuss this today because unfortunately we have had last year a few cases of congenital syphilis in New Zealand. And as you know, this is a major sentinel event from the epidemiological point of view, apart from being a catastrophe sometimes from the clinical point of view. Um, A few weeks ago, the Asia-Pacific International Union Against STI conference was in Auckland. And at that conference, the Malaysian delegates were celebrating the fact that Malaysia was recently declared by WHO free from congenital syphilis, while, of course, New Zealand is not. And in the American continent, Cuba has been recently declared free of congenital syphilis, whereas the U.S. are not. So that tells you, really, it's not a poor country versus rich country problem. And as we will see during this podcast, we don't need extraordinarily expensive technologies or healthcare, you know, um, edge-cutting advances to control congenital syphilis. We don't need transplant units. We don't need a million-dollar drugs. We don't need anything like that. It's very basic and can be done, um, provided we can reach all women and make sure that for all women the basics really are covered. So it's on one, on, from one point of view, it's sad to see that other countries are free from congenital syphilis and New Zealand is not. But on a more positive, from a more positive perspective, it also tells us we can do it. You know, if Malaysia has done it, if Cuba has done it, New Zealand can do it. We just need to go back to basics and make sure all women in Aotearoa, New Zealand, receive the basic antenatal care. So what is congenital syphilis and how can it be prevented? Right, so as we said in the other podcast as well, syphilis is a bacterial sexually transmissible infection caused by bacteria called Treponema pallidum. One of the nasty characteristics of these bacteria is that they can cross the placenta and infect the fetus at any time in pregnancy, but particularly when the woman was infected recently, either just before or even during the pregnancy itself. And under those circumstances, you know, early syphilis infection of the mother up to 100% of the times, uh, syphilis can cross the placenta and infect the fetus. If no diagnosis is made and the, the, the fetus is not treated by treating the mother, extremely severe consequences 
can be seen up to intrauterine fetal death, stillbirth, premature baby with congenital syphilis. Um, we can see babies with severe problems at birth, hepatomegaly, ascites, high drops, fetal anemia. We can even see babies at birth that apparently are normal, but then the baby will present later with other problems such as failure to thrive, pneumonia, and the diagnosis is made only retrospectively, although nearly always within the three months of birth, because this is really the time frame where normally babies unidentified before present with clinical symptoms of congenital syphilis. And regarding how it can be, can be prevented, as I said before, really, it's simple and basic as long as all women with syphilis in pregnancy are identified and treated to prevent um, vertical transmission to the fetus. Thinking about screening for syphilis in pregnancy, who and when should we be screening? Right. So the, the first case scenario could be a woman um, planning to become pregnant and presenting for preconception screening. That would be a fantastic opportunity to discuss sexual health in general and to request, among others, also a syphilis screening. Um, definitely the the antenatal at the at the antenatal bloods in early pregnancy syphilis and i would say hiv screening as well should be really routine and universally requested with a woman's consent of course for all pregnant women so we really should abandon the concept in my view of offering the test as a as a as something that can be done or not and as we are in an epidemic situation now in New Zealand regarding syphilis really we should go you know with the mindset that it is a routine universal test that should be really done in all pregnancies unless the woman after discussion opts out and you know nothing no one can be forced to do a test they don't want to do but really it should be seen as a routine test for everyone also if a woman regardless whether they were tested before in pregnancy or not presents with symptoms that could possibly be related to syphilis so any genital skin lesion, particularly ulcers or, or sores, should really trigger a, a test for syphilis. And even extra genital skin lesions, because the primary syphilis lesion, the, the chancre, could be on the genital skin, but could also be in other parts of the body, like the mouth of the body, like the mouth or the, the perianal region and so on. So keep an open mind and according to sexual health history, consider genital and non-genital skin lesions as possibly related to syphilis. Symptoms of the secondary stage, particularly rashes, skin rashes, and again, typically the syphilis rash of, of secondary syphilis includes lesions 
on the palms and on the soles, but it can be very atypical. Therefore, you know, potentially any rash, again, potentially with a sexual health history consistent with possible syphilis, syphilis, syphilis exposure should trigger a test for syphilis. Or, you know, regardless of, of, of when a woman presents in pregnancy, if they were not tested before, they should really be tested. Um, what about a woman who had a first antenatal blood screening which was negative? Should they be retested later in pregnancy? Potentially, yes, because we, we said that early syphilis in pregnancy is a particularly high risk for transmission to the fetus. Hence, a woman who was negative during early pregnancy, if she contracts syphilis later during the pregnancy, has got a very high risk of transmitting syphilis to the fetus. There is still a bit of a debate about whether a later retest in pregnancy, again, should be pretty much routine and universal, or whether it should be driven by a risk assessment. We still don't have a full consensus on that, but definitely, particularly in an epidemic situation like the one we are having now in New Zealand, we should potentially be stretching the criteria to include quite a vast majority of women being retested later on in pregnancy. Definitely, women who had a new sexual partner during pregnancy or women who have been diagnosed with another STI during pregnancy or whose partner has been diagnosed with another STI during their pregnancy should definitely be retested and should be retested around 28 to 32 weeks if they are retested later in pregnancy or at any time really if they have a clinical presentation, as I said before, or if they come and have good reasons to be concerned and ask to be retested. Another case scenario could be a woman who has had no antenatal care at all, who don't register with a, a maternity care provider or present in labor without having engaged with any antenatal care before. So these women should be tested at presentation um, so that, you know, it might be too late to prevent transmission to the baby, but it's never too late to actually provide treatment to the mother and the baby. So they should be retested, at, they should be tested at presentation if they've missed all the opportunities before to be enrolled in, in antenatal care. That's an excellent point. Thank you. So how are we diagnosing syphilis, Mr. Moe? Well, in practice, really, we diagnose syphilis through a blood test, a serology. There are theoretically other tests that can detect the bacteria themselves in the, in the lesions, but they are a bit more sophisticated and are probably carried out more in a specialist setting. So for primary providers, particularly maternity care providers, it will be a serology, a blood test. The serology is complex and three different tests are used. A screening test, which is an EIA, an enzyme 
um, enzymatic immunoassay. This is very sensitive, but a bit less specific, so it can give false positives. And that's why there's a second test, which is a confirmatory test, which is less sensitive, but more specific. And that the name of this second test can be a bit different according to the lab. It could be called TPPA or TPHA. It normally has a T in the name because it's a treponemal test. Okay. If both the EIA and the TPPA, TPHA are positive, then the diagnosis of syphilis is established beyond any reasonable doubt. The problem we still have is whether this is a recent active syphilis or whether it's a serology because someone had syphilis in the distant past and has been successfully treated and has nothing to do with the current situation. For that, a third test is done, which is called RPR, and that is an activity test. So it gives us the idea whether this syphilis infection we are seeing now in our clinic, it's active and needs treatment or not. Um, particularly in pregnancy, even if we have a screening test isolated positive with negative TPPA and negative RPR, we should not disregard it given the potentially catastrophic consequences of syphilis in pregnancy, but it should always be repeated after a few weeks because sometimes the EIA is the first test to become positive, whereas the other two are still negative. So in particular circumstances, and pregnancy is one of those, even an isolated positive EIA sh should trigger a repeat serology after a few weeks. In any case, a primary health care provider, maternity care provider is unsure about the results of a syphilis serology. They are very, very welcome to ring the local sexual health clinic um, to discuss, and we will be very happy to you know, clarify any doubts. So we get that positive result to our screening test. What do we do now? Mm. So the treatment of syphilis in pregnancy is a specialist field, really, and falls into the domain of sexual health specialists. There are a number of precautions and things to know, so it's not something that can be managed you know, by everyone. So the, the, the reaction to a positive syphilis serology in pregnancy should really be a referral to the local sexual health services. Um, and the sexual health service will arrange for treatment of the, of the pregnant woman, will arrange for contact tracing, and will arrange for the follow-up. Also, syphilis is a notifiable disease, and Finally, after some delays due to technical issues, from the 1st of November 2018, the syphilis notification mechanism is in place through the website of ESR. Um, any case that's been referred to the sexual health clinic will be notified by the sexual health clinic. But in principle, according to the legislation, every, any healthcare provider that diagnoses syphilis is by law required also to notify it. And to conclude our podcast today, what would your take-home messages be for our listeners, please? 
Yes, so the, the take-home message really is that syphilis is back, it's not gone, it's an old enemy from a distant past, but it's back. And it's back also in New Zealand, and it's back also with cases of congenital syphilis that we absolutely do not deserve and do not want to see anymore. So we need to ensure syphilis testing is part of all routine antenatal universal screenings in Aotearoa, New Zealand. And we need perhaps also to retest later in pregnancy at 28 to 32 weeks, either all women or at least women with any risk for possibly a syphilis infection during pregnancy. And then, of course, from the point of view of your colleagues, of the healthcare providers in the primary care sector, GPs, midwives, and others, um, we need to make sure women with a positive syphilis tests during pregnancy are referred to the sexual health services for treatment, contact tracing, and follow-up serologies. And of course, there will be more specialist options regarding the mom and the baby, but those will be discussed by the sexual health service with the ONG departments and the pediatric departments. So it takes, as we said in the other podcast, it takes a village and it takes definitely multiple points of access and multiple providers to cooperate to make sure we eradicate congenital syphilis from New Zealand as well. Thank you, Massimo. It's been a pleasure talking to you today. My pleasure. If you're a New Zealand GP and would like to claim CPD points for listening to this podcast, please fill in the Reflection of Learning form found at goodfellowunit.org. Thank you for listening.